0: Okay, so this is Jacob Jokub. Jokub, Jokub, that's a good Because name. this is...
1: Yeah, my name's Joe. My name is Jakub. Together we are... Jacob Nice, we didn't even rehearse this that. this
0: is a podcast about agile life and monkeys. De- well, more
1: on the monkey side, we might talk about agile life. Are yeah. We the- we're the monkeys. Well, monkey
0: can be anything that's in your, on your brain. Yeah,
1: monkey your brain. is a bit ubiquitous, isn't it? Like, monkey could be anything. Like, yeah. I, quite often when I'm struggling to find... A word i just go to monkey
0: yeah yeah mm. and our i feel that especially as, as coaches our brains sometimes work like monkeys we just jump from one idea to another idea or from one uh impediment to another impediment trying to make sense out of it oh totally which is not always good but this is how my brain works
1: yeah it's like we value the movement over the destination sort of thing like yeah. I, I just i just want to move from tree to tree to feel safe not yeah, yeah, yeah. necessarily you know in some sort of general direction yeah. but um yeah and sometimes that works really well mm-hmm. other times you just you swing right by the right tree yeah and you have to circle back around yeah. But that becomes an interesting journey into itself
0: yeah yeah so, but, I, but i think knowing that destination is really good and having some sort of a ritual to go back to the destination and and kind of check in with yourself if you are actually in the right direction going Mm. through it because i I think it's so easy just to be pulled into all these conversations or workshops or teams and just be very active and just do stuff that you were asked to do instead of thinking well where are we actually going (laughs) what are the outcomes we are after the sweet allure of being active um one of my exactly being busy (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we love being busy because uh, uh, you utilize coaches 100% oh, oh yeah that always works out great
1: <laughs> that allows for a lot of sleepless nights I can tell you sorry you were saying something oh probably wasn't that important but uh, well, <laughs> actually <laughs> but, what you were saying about being busy is is I think um it's funny and it's, and it's universally recognized when I was in my early 20s um which I'm well past now um in my early twenties, I was working as a Java developer in a place in Connecticut, mm-hmm. in the U.S. And um, I had this mentor named Bob, who was—he was a cool dude—and um, I had worked for them and him for about four years, and I'd learned a lot about software development and worked a bit in IT administration as well. It was my first real, real job outside of uni, mm-hmm. and. Um, after four years I wanted to do something more active, even though I loved the challenge of it. Mm-hmm. I, I was like really young and just wanted to move. So I was going to go work on boats, which I ended up doing for yeah. six years, um, and Bob took me aside when he found this out you know, and gave, gave a few months notice because I had a lot to hand over. And um, he goes, so what are you doing? I explained to him what working on these boats was going to be like, and it was basically just a lot of labor, but you get to travel around and the pay's pretty good. And, uh, and And he just sort of smiled and nodded, and I mean he knew me pretty well at that point, and he goes, "Yep, no one ever no one ever yelled at anyone for raking leaves <laughs> and i I love that because um, and that sit with me all these years and it 's so true is no one ever gets mad at someone if you 're raking leaves it doesn 't matter if you rake them around the house twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just see someone yeah. busy doing something, and they can put those two things together mm-hmm. and i think there's, it there 's just something very comforting about seeing people that are busy and you you understand yeah. that they're doing something that matters and with coaches um a lot of our stuff is under hidden
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah and so part of our job is to, is to is to make sure that people can see what we're doing or at least understand mm-hmm. what we're doing yeah um but yeah yeah there's there, people love to see busy mm-hmm. people yeah, love yeah. to feel busy yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I
0: totally agree with that and i guess that's where often the question comes where you have all these coaches, what are they going to be doing? Or we have all these Scrum Masters. <laughs> what does Scrum Master does in, in a team? Let's give him or her three teams. That's it.
1: That's a, Actually, I struggled with that for a while.
0: Yeah? Um, well, in what I, sense? Went, I
1: went from a, being a developer mm-hmm. to then being a Scrum Master of the squad I was developing. And that, that was a whole other mm-hmm. journey of a rabbit hole that I'm not going to go down right now. But suffice it to say is... Um, you do find yourself with some, and I'm making quote marks here, um, spare time.
0: <laughs> yes. And what do you
1: do with it? If you're just mm-hmm. facilitating the events, yeah. how do you add value? And I think there's a lot of pressure to, uh, which leads people to overcoach or or over-advise. Mm-hmm. When, um, when I, you know, so right now I've got someone new that's coming into sort of this team facilitation space and the skill set i 'm going to emphasize with them that I want them to spend a lot of their time developing with me is observation yeah. and it 's not just the ability to observe it 's the ability to communicate what you observe yeah. mm-hmm. and it 's understanding the difference between observation and interpretation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because a lot of the time we associate it 's like tell me what you saw and we, and we tell you what other people felt and what their motivation yeah. was without really having validated it yeah. not yes. to say that they 're wrong but there 's this this little difference between the two which um, opens up a whole different world of design that we really need their brains in. Yeah. So when they say, I have spare time, I can say, oh, I've been observing this behavior. What kind of small experiments can I run with the team or by myself to validate mm-hmm. this, to understand where it's coming from, to yeah, test yeah. the system? Yeah. Um, and, and so for 20%, 25% of our time is with the team scrum mastering. Mm-hmm. Then um, the 70 to 80% of the time needs to be around, uh, if you have a certain expertise around product ownership, then helping a product owner Mm to develop or anyone in the team. um, Working with other scrum masters to understand what they're doing to see if there's any sort of like crossover opportunities. Understanding the business model that you sit in. And if you don't even know what a business model is or what business model you sit in, you should do that right away if you're a scrum master. Who the people, who the personalities are that make some of the bigger decisions in the company, and, and um, how you can start to have relationships with them. Because all that information that comes from those people are what give you insights and the ability to sort of know what the team needs next. Yeah. So there's actually that space is there to be filled
0: by you, but if you don't know how to mm-hmm. do it, then yeah, yeah. you're just like, what do I do? Yeah. I think it's also important to say that <clears throat> this observation needs to be very active observation. Oh, yeah. So it. it what does the,
1: that look like to you? What is active
0: observation? For me, it's. it's I, I need to. I need to figure out what, what I'm gonna be focusing on. Maybe actively I actively observe me right now. Well, I I would probably. Sat, well, I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, by the way, we we just eating our lunch, so. What do you have there? I'm uh, having tikka masala chicken with couscous. Mm. What about you? I'm having an array of vegetables: carrots, asparagus, broccoli.
1: Uh, so, mushrooms with um, a little bit of chicken and a little bit of rice. Nice. Mm. Going back
0: to observations, mm. I, I would just say that it's important to know what you... Because you can observe a lot kind of through osmosis and just being in a team. Mm-hmm. But then it's, it's not so much... It's active. For me, active means I know what I'm looking for, that's what I want to see or what I kind of looking what's not there. Mm. So yeah, you could just be looking who's talking to who in a team, and who's not talking to who, right? And then, you know, you can spend a week just observing the patterns. Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna tell you a lot about the dynamics in a team, which, you know, if you don't do not do it actively, how can you really, it's, it can take you months to figure out that this one person is actually uh, not so much, I don't know, not, not, contribute, not contributing or feeling, maybe they feel lost or maybe, People don't like them, whatever it is. Mm. But if you actually spend time in, in trying to figure out what's what's the, what's the communication patterns in the team, mm. and then you can you can play better team. So when you say active listening, you see, uh, sorry, active
1: observation. Uh, observation yeah. You're you're kind, You're saying I'm observing with an intent to learn yeah. something specific.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that that's something that in a lot of scrum masters and coaches i i don't see a lot Mm -hmm. of i I see a lot of passive reactive um observation so it's like observing observing i see something i don't like Mm -hmm. i react yeah exactly
0: yeah
1: versus observing um you know like having some sort of strategy in your head to say well if anything I want the team to be able to talk about any of their problems Mm -hmm. with each other and that's what I'm working on first Mm -hmm. you know in addition to delivery and everything else that we would focus on on the social end hoping for that and then looking for what's keeping them from or are they and they're just not are they really close but just not in a way that I recognize yeah, and that sort of thing so yeah I I see what you mean Mm. that's not something they really teach people yeah that's something that I I find that um, I learned organically over the years and that a lot of the people that i know and rate as coaches or anything coach-esque i, say, I think in that field or even just leadership in general um mm-hmm. that they've caught on to themselves and i don't no one ever goes i learned this from this course yeah or i read it in this book i think it's you just can't something learned
0: in two days right or in a day on a training you just you just need to be in this situation to start understanding what's important yeah it's like i identify
1: this common need yeah. that i would yeah and this this even though coaching has been around for a while, even though mentoring has been around for a while, and teaching and even leadership,
0: mm-hmm.
1: agile coaching or, or this delivery coaching sort of um, mindset hasn't really been as big as it has yeah. as it is now. So, I mean, you look at you look at there are some things from like the '80s and '90s where people are writing about that level of listening and thinking but it almost bleeds into the organizational psychology yeah yeah, yeah. sort of like soft consultant front Mm -hmm. um and now we're seeing because i think because that mindset's becoming valuable or people think it's valuable um yeah we're starting to see it come back in without sort of the support of the discoveries that have already been made Mm -hmm. there's no sort of Unified teaching around us to say this is an important thing to develop instead. What we do is we teach agile coaches and scrum masters particularly from like a a McAgile agile way of doing it um, where We're just gonna teach you follow these processes and we'll teach you how to teach people to follow these processes And then you'll just figure it out from there Mm. Have you been in a place that has a very formulaic way of um, Putting in Agile delivery teams What do you mean? Well, like our job is to get you to do these ceremonies, and one of the one of our leading measurements is whether you do stand ups every day, and yeah, whether I
0: think that's pretty common. In the previous uh, company, that was um, they they wanted to use maturity assessment, and um, that was part of it. You know, we would go through all the. Uh, team ceremonies or events and you know there would be kind of a scale from one being we're not doing it at all to five we are awesome at it and the team would self they would they would self-rate themselves mm. but for me this was just for conversation to happen and mm. for the team to understand where they are at but unfortunately this can very often be used as um is a scoring mechanism or as a kind of uh, organizational maturity assessment mm-hmm. and so on. And so we just take all these scores, whatever it is, and you put them up together. And now we have a score for our agility. Yep. And some people are going to have the KPI around it and they're going to have like... Oh, I yeah love KPIs on maturity. That's my bonus now. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's, that's, that's wrong. And... Um, we need to make sure that if we do any, any of this, this is just to serve the teams, to serve their um, self-awareness and help them have conversations. It's ironic, actually. Um, I mean, I, it's not really ironic. It's, it's completely understandable
1: if you look at where businesses come from and what's been successful for them in the past to where they want to go. You can understand why they would um, think performance individual performance and business performance are like a one-to-one relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying there isn't a relationship but it's not as black and white as that yeah. um, or not when you get into sort of more of a distributed authority sort of way of delivering um, the <laughs> I, uh, it just cracks me up I think that the maturity assessment thing I mean for me personally I'll just be open and honest with you yeah. it always leaves a bad taste in my mouth um it makes me cringe and it's mm-hmm. you know, I think every coach has a pet peeve or two or yeah. nine or a thousand. Um and I think maybe that's a podcast episode unto itself yeah. is is agile pet peeves. <laughs> um I think that could be its own little fun thing. But um one of mine definitely is the maturity assessment, mainly for that what you described is um if it's a way of having a conversation, any way to have the conversation, and the conversation, I think we're trying to have, is to encourage them to be self-reflective. Yeah, um, and link it to some sort of thing that's actually meaningful,
0: mm-hmm. right? and
1: that's a good thing. Um, ironically, when a, when many organizations, particularly the larger they are, the more they sort of lean towards this, is they're doing all this people change, and they want to, and they're asking a really good question: is how do we know it's working? Yeah. Now the irony is, it's a very simple answer, is you see your productivity go up. Mm-hmm. You, see, um, you see you are delivering better products to market that are getting you a better result than you did before. You may be increasing the speed. Chances are, if you had a, a pretty siloed organization, you should be mm-hmm. increasing speed if you have cross-functional teams. But, um, but most of the time, they've never measured delivery end to end. So they don't have a baseline to compare it against. Mm-hmm. Um, they even if they didn't, they don't instill the discipline in the squads to properly measure end to end delivery. Yeah. Um, and so the only thing they're used to measuring for business productivity is like, like you said, KPIs, things that are like mm-hmm. bonus, things that they think they have control over with, yeah, yeah. you know, with money. And um, and it's just a lot of effort for very little actual progress. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we know it's working? Yeah, you know, yeah. are they doing the things? And yeah. it was like it's actually. If doing those things
0: helps create this better product mm-hmm. or helps skip all these stage gates that we had before, yeah, yeah. And, and these KPIs they very often um, encourage local optimization yeah. of this one person or this one department, and and um, together with performance reviews, I think you know we we as as coaches as as organizations we try to encourage collaboration people to work together, departments work together, and delivering solutions and outcomes. Well, if you look at KPIs and performance reviews, they actually encourage competition. Because yeah. my my KPI is you know, my KPI, I don't get my bonus, so why would I think what you need, Joe? I don't <laughs> care about your KPI and your bonus. My right? last two jobs, I
1: asked to not have a bonus <laughs> when right. I applied yeah, for yeah. it, and... and because of the way they were structured, um, they had to have a bonus scheme. And yeah. it and all I did was tell my manager that I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist. Right. You're always welcome to pay me yeah, 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 if you yeah, want yeah. to. But um, I'm, I really do try to detach myself
0: um, from getting a financial mm. incentive on doing my job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I found it in, in, my, in my one of the previous jobs. I found really... And I was struggling with it. Mm. Because I uh, even though I was... I didn't want to care about it. I still did. Mm-hmm. It was just. can't yes, help it. Especially closer to the to the time of the bonus kind of being, or the performance reviews, I was just being more and more aware, it, aware of it. And I wanted just wanted to get good performance reviews and I wanted to be, you know, scored higher, whatever it meant. And I, and I hate myself. You must myself. have been laughing at yourself yeah, because like, exactly. I know who you are. Exactly. You're not that kind of person, but you're like. What but it you, was there. You just, just found yourself in the middle up. of this game. Yeah. And you're like, I want more points. Yeah, yeah. And the, the the worst thing that was that then I had a conversation with my manager and and she couldn't tell me why my um, rating was what it was. It was good rating. Mm. So what what should I what should have I done yeah. to be rated higher? Yeah. And they couldn't tell me. Well, was, which is what's the point? Yeah, exactly,
1: but, exactly. But the irony is is if you look on the back end of this stuff is I mean every organization does it differently, but in theory even if they don't have much discipline behind it, there are a good number of people and decision-makers in the business that have mentioned your name. Yeah, yeah. And whether you need to be associated with someone they value or someone that they value less. Mm-hmm. It's not that they don't value yeah, you, you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then all these other psychological games go into it as going, well, will we lose them if mm-hmm, we don't mm-hmm, do this? Mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. we know if they yeah, have yeah, any yeah, other offers? Yeah, know. And, I know. I mean, that's the reality of running a business mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and total respect for that. But it's a really a shame when you get a re- reaction like that to say I actually have no feedback mm-hmm, as to mm-hmm. why, and, and yeah, like, I often get like the most vague answers for it too, like, like you know when they're talking about the budget and not about your performance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that something's something's happened. Yeah, you know there, there's 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 it's, it's the most obscure answer <laughs> when they're like oh well the budget wasn't in it for this we yeah. didn't have enough for da 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 and you're like okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so you weren't even thinking about individuals then
0: yeah. you were like trying mm-hmm. to keep the lights on Yeah. <laughs> different situation which was interesting was when um, a, a scrum master scrum, scrum masters had their um, kind of KPR or, or objectives around the team maturity right? Mm-hmm. bringing it up which also meant that they had to spend more time with teams on some of the activities and, and maybe teaching or coaching the teams and making sure that you know that teams understand what they do and, and that they do properly retrospectives, groomings, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the uh, product owner has his, had his KPI, which is around how much features are delivered. So product owner didn't want to spend more time on this upskilling and uh, growing the team mm-hmm. and their uh, understanding of agility, but Scrum Master, that was his KPI, was to actually spend more time on it.
1: That's so funny. And that
0: was just, you know, conflicting. And initially they could just couldn't talk to each other much. They didn't understand why. Like who designs these things? You
1: know, like so one was that done by accident, because sometimes you can there's an argument for let's give them competing KPIs and see how well <laughs> yeah, they work together. Yeah, yeah. There is there is that. But most of the time I find is they're not done intentionally. They're mm-hmm. two different managers or two different yeah. branches of expertise that think it's you know, in a straight line that makes sense yeah. but they don't actually compare
0: across. But believe even if you look, you know, both of these KPIs, they were not around. What are we doing for the customer? They were how productive you are. Yeah. How productive you are. Yeah. That was it. That's, that's always going to be. Yeah. It's always going to be a race, exactly. right? Exactly.
1: I'm so productive. I think journaling is, um, for anyone that's a Scrum Master or an Agile Coach, is keeping a, a daily or at least a weekly journal of yeah. what you've accomplished. I know you do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend uh, I have my own whip limit of no more than three big projects, and then one column for you know that I can work on at one time. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, one column for randoms,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I just track what I've achieved, any drag observations, which means what what's kind of like making it kind of a bummer for me right. or or holding me back from yeah. what I want to do, uh, and then um, what I think I'm gonna focus on next week. Mm-hmm. And then I um, do the whole autonomy, yeah, yeah. Um, purpose, um, that sort of thing. And then, thanks to you, I added belonging in there, too. Um, and I just measure it one to ten. And what I found is um, it makes it really easy to go back and remember what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I yeah, forget yeah, yeah, week yeah. to week. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just focused on yeah. the next thing. Um, but it's 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 been valuable again and again and again in my career for one, to learn this, but also to communicate
0: to other people mm-hmm. about what I've actually done. Yeah, yeah. Um, why did you start journaling? Uh, I think that as coaches, we need to make sure we are self-aware mm-hmm. and journaling or, you know, regular reflection with yourself, that's, that's a crucial part of being more self-aware. Because the more you do it, the more self-aware you're going to be. And yeah. that's where I started um, trying to figure out, so what's my goal for the week and trying to have, I, I have, I try to start Monday morning in planning the week. Based on what I know, and then making sure every day I come in, and I plan my day as well. Mm. And at the end of on Friday, at the end of the day, I do the reflection of the whole week. Oh, that's nice. Trying to uh, look at at um, autonomy, mastery, purpose, and belonging, but I also look at uh, you know the tool called emotional culture deck. Mm-hmm. So then I have my five emotions I want to feel at work, and five emotions are the one I want to feel at work. And i do this exercise at least once every two three months yeah once quarter is the uh the least fre- frequent i would do it mm. and i try to reflect okay so did i feel the positive emotions i wanted to feel if, if it was that i want to feel inspired did i feel inspired this week mm. and maybe if i didn't want to feel alienated did i feel alienated or not
1: i like that and particularly that you chose the word inspired because. So many people associate that emotion to something you don't have control over. Right, yeah.
0: But um, obviously you're associating a certain amount of control over... So that's, so that's where the next part of the reflection comes. When I go, if I didn't feel inspired, what should I do next week to feel more inspired? That's cool. Maybe I should work with Joe more. Or maybe I should work with Jakub Oh, yeah. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> or if I was alienated and I didn't want to feel alienated maybe I reach out to some people and go work more being with teams or I don't know you know there are so many different ways you could, you could actually do it. In
1: my experience being an agile coach or delivery coach or scrum master or whatever you, way of working coach wherever, yeah. however you end up in an organization um, there's very rarely anyone who's going to do that for you yeah yeah um, yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people that have been doing this long enough they do come up with ways of journaling or at least filtering how much they do at once,
0: yeah,
1: um, and what they focus on and adding meaning into their lives in different organizations, into different cultures, um, because that's the only way you can survive. It's almost yeah. a survival, t- it's extremely valuable yeah, for yeah. growth yeah. as well, like it's, 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 it's just really rewarding, but it's also totally a survival strategy too. Because mm. no one's gonna, it, uh, there are companies out there where, and, and there are always people in every con- company that I went to which you know you have these great relationships and they can help you, mm-hmm in your ups and downs but the reality is you have to want to find them Mm -hmm. you have to want to go out you have to you know i'm not an island i am at least an
0: archipelago (laughs) Um, and i think it goes back to you know we started with observation or kind of in the beginning we talk about observation mm -hmm. so i think we need to be able to self-observe first yeah and then you can the next step is to then you can observe others because then you understand yourself better and I think I, I, there's one of the research uh, principles is that whatever experiment, whatever research experiment you run, you being an observer, you are already influencing the experiment, the result of the experiment. Yep. You, can, you, just, you are part of it. So it's similar here. If you're observing the team, you are part of this team now. Yeah. So you are influencing it in some way. Yeah. Whether you want it or not, yeah. you're sitting with a team even just For sitting example, there exactly you're you're changing the dynamic in the team so being aware of that you know having all these thoughts what should I be doing now and you know how do I spend my day how, do you, how did I influence them maybe I like that anyway I need to finish okay I already enjoyed it me too should we just publish it we should just publish it see what happens okay alright
1: all right, more to come are we are we going to talk about um, next time on Jacob, or Yako? Which one was it? Jokub. Jokub, okay. Yako's kind of cool, too. We
0: can, we, can, we can keep changing it. We can A-B <sighs> test it. A-B
1: test it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's so geeky. Um, Were we going to talk about pet peeves? Okay.
0: We can do it next time. Okay. Okay. Do, can people respond to the podcast and give suggestions? If they are on Anchor, because we, I think the, the easiest way to, f- to publish that I found was through Anchor app. Hmm. i think which is now which is now owned by spotify anyway in anchor that people can record the questions and they can get the interaction with us
1: well if anyone gives us any feedback on uh, yeah. any ideas of what you share with us what your pet peeves are next time yeah we'll definitely talk about them cool awesome thank you joe thank you high five